This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. Man, we haven't talked in the flesh in person since last Wednesday. So much has gone on. We had college basketball. World Cup, college football, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, bunch of great NFL games on Thanksgiving, and obviously yesterday there'll be another one tonight, Monday Night Football. I think there was accidentally a Major League Baseball game played on Friday. Like, everything was going on. It was great. It was awesome. But it was a lot. A lot to try to focus on. A lot to try to keep track of. Especially a crazy weekend in Wisconsin sports. Man, oh man. It's the type of weekend we live for. Packers-Eagles last night was a total barn burner. The Packers lost, but... I don't think I'm the only Packer fan that thinks that last night was at least entertaining. I was having a good time watching a Packer game last night, which has not been a frequent thing this season. I've been quite annoyed, quite bored, quite miserable. Hey, they lost last night, but I had a good time. Not complaining. That was a barn burner. Most of us didn't watch. I only watched a little bit, but Giannis and Luca played last night. The Bucks hit 17 threes. Grayson Allen started the game seven for seven. And of course, the biggest story of the weekend is Wisconsin hiring a new coach and not hiring Jim Leonard. Players, of course, we've seen this throughout the year, been very supportive, very vocal in their support of Jim Leonard. Some even saying, oh, man, Jim Leonard's here. I'll be here. Maybe I'll transfer. And up until Saturday night, even big-time Wisconsin journalists were basically reporting that it's a formality. It's Leonard's job. And then, obviously, yesterday we learned that that's not the case. Sports are wild. Sports are unpredictable. And if this weekend taught us anything, folks, it's that college football is a fickle beast. I should go home after making that joke. Two minutes into the show. (laughs) This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. If you're a sports fan and if you're here in this moment, you're a sports fan on some level, an awesome couple of days. The Thanksgiving football was great. The worst game was probably the Cowboys and Giants. And unlike most of my life, I can say that I enjoyed watching the Cowboys and Giants. Most of the time when I watched the NFC East, especially in a big spot, America's Game of the Week or Sunday Night Football, I feel like it's being forced down my throat. I I didn't feel that on Thursday. I enjoyed watching a good Cowboys team play a Giants team that's not very good, but they've won a lot of games. Uh, The Vikings continue to have a very Viking season. They beat the Patriots at night. And then... The Lions, I really wanted them to get that game. Really wanted them to get the game. But the Badgers had an awesome stretch of games. They, sh- they should have beat Kansas. Rebound the ball. And also, I'm sick I'm sick of this generation jacking up step-back threes in a tie game. Go to the cup. Take it to the tin. Worst case scenario, at least you get fouled. You have a chance to win it from the free throw line. I'm not the only one that says that. If you were at your Thanksgiving gathering, I guarantee your dad, your stepdad, your grandpa, all your uncles, they all said the same thing. Well, if you drive the hoop, at least you have a chance to get fouled. But you know what? Your dad, your stepdad, your father-in-law, your uncles, your grandpa, they're right. So they let that game against Kansas get away. That was frustrating. But good college basketball, good NBA last night. Badgers news, Packers news. We have so much to talk about. I'm really, really excited for tonight's show. 608 7962558 if you want to call or text. And I am on Twitter at Wisco Grant. In spirit, we are starting the show with the Badgers tonight. In spirit. They are my number one story. I've never been this excited to talk about Badgers athletics on the show. I don't think. Maybe like a really big Johnny Davis game. Like that's right up my alley. But the Badgers are the number one story tonight. 
They might also be the number two story. I was really amped to talk about the Badgers even before the coaching news came out yesterday. I was amped to probably lead the show with Badgers Gophers tonight. So in spirit, the Badgers are number one. However, in practice, I want to start the show with the Packers so then we can switch the Badgers and stick with the Badgers. For the sake of flow of the show, right? So I want to do five, six minutes on the Packers here, and then I want to stick with Badgers maybe until 6 o'clock. Who knows? It kind of depends on maybe what you guys want to talk about if you call or text in, but... Badgers are number one, but I do want to start with the Packers just for the sake of flow. Packers-Eagles last night, final score, 40-33. to And I'm not even mad, like I said at the beginning of the show. I had fun. I was entertained. I haven't really been entertained by the Packers this year. I was entertained last night. I'm not going to complain. I know they lost, but come on, folks. They were 4-7 and seven coming in. And I was listening to the Packers pregame, like James Jones and Mike Heller, and I, I don't have any problem. They have to be very pro-Packers to the Packers radio network, so they're you know, putting a little bit more of a positive spin on it. They're talking about, well, if you win tonight, then this. It's like, guys, (laughs) let it die. Admit your situation. There would be more dignity in it. That awesome line from uh, No Country for Old Men. Like, just, they're done. We can talk about the game, but they're they're done. We can get excited about the game, but they're done. They were done at four and seven. They're they're no more or less done at four and eight. The season has been over since Detroit. Yeah, they lost, but this season has been an L now for a month for me. I'm not going to get sad about a loss because this whole season has been a loss. Packers offense made some plays. I was very entertained. A.J. Dillon exists. He lives. He lives. He did the thing. He ran and scored and was a football player. Hell yeah. And Christian Watson is really fun to watch. Most discourse today among Packers fans and on sports talk radio is going to focus on Rodgers versus Love and how they should proceed, right? Who should play this weekend? who should play out the string, how they should handle it, right? That's fun. It's a lively conversation, and we'll participate, I'm sure, in that discussion at some point between now and 6 o'clock. But that's not what this game was about. And I want to talk about what this game is actually about last night before we get to the Badgers. But to talk about last night, we first need to go back a little farther. Let me take you back. The year is 2013. Great year. We always remember the past very fondly. The Packers in 2013... Gave up 181 yards to Colin Kaepernick on the ground alone in the divisional round of the playoffs. And I pulled up the box score today. You would also be mortified to know that they also gave up 120 to Frank Gore. It's not like it was just Kaepernick. They couldn't tackle. They couldn't stop. I mean, just ground yards. That was in 2013. Since then, the Packers have employed three different defensive coordinators. Hell, we've had three different presidents in that amount of time. Of the United States, that president, yeah. Three different D.C.'s. Three different presidents in D.C. Nice. Since that game, the Packers have selected 11 defensive players in the first round. And Kevin King, who basically was a first-round pick. They just traded out and got him two picks later. So make it 12. Make it an even dozen. Since that game, Taylor Swift has dropped seven different studio albums. Some of them twice. She re-recorded some of them and dropped them again just to get the rights to it. Taylor's version. After all... All of these years, since 2013, and all that has transpired, all that has happened, all that has changed, for all these years, the Packers' defense is somehow worse against the run and against running quarterbacks than they were, looks at my calendar, nine years ago, ten years ago. How? How? We spent the entire Aaron Rodgers era giving up yards on the ground, and every year they dump more resources into fixing it, and every year it might be as worse as it's ever been right now. Watch that team last night. That might be as bad as their run defense has ever been in the Aaron Rodgers era. 
and yet they've spent first round pick, first round pick, first round pick. For, what? Where does this go? Where's it going? Is this like a garbage recycling thing where you recycle because you, you feel like you're making a difference, but then really when you throw it in the bin, it all goes in the same bag? Is that what's going on here? Is this some sort of trick? How is it getting worse? Jalen Hurts had 102 rushing yards in the first quarter. The Eagles had 363 rushing yards as a team. 363. We're not talking enough about that today. It's like, yeah, they gave up 360 on the ground. <laughs> what are you going to do? No, that number is insane. Even to a really good running football team, that number's nuts. In a game where the offense moved the ball, controlled the ball, put together drives, 363. That's a non-serious football team playing a non-serious football game. I hopped in a stream yard last night with our friend Bart Winkler because he was reporting his post-game show. And I was like, ah, whatever. It's late. I got nothing else going on. And I hopped in there and I was like, Bart, I watched this game like I watched a Brewer game. In that The defense was so bad. I was less engaged when the Packers were on defense. Like, you know, when you watch the Brewers and maybe you're doing something around the house or you're out in the yard, you're going to focus when they're up to bat. But then once their inning ends and the pitching comes out, you might go and do something. You might listen in the background. You, you know what I mean? You, you unplug a little bit. That's what it was like watching the Packers last night when the defense is on the field. That's a non-serious defense. That's a joke. This defense is supposed to be top five. They're a grease fire. I'm not attached to anyone on that defense over the offseason. Everyone's for sale. Anyone can go for the right price. Well, except Kenny Clark. No, Kenny Clark can go too. Because part of me is starting to believe that Kenny Clark has just had the benefit of beating the ass of, like, uh, Garrett Bradbury's twice a year. Who's so good? Well, the Vikings, you know, they'll allow a nose tackle to really stuff the stats. I'm not attached to anyone. Jair, if someone offers me something nice, I'm taking it. Kenny Clark, I'm taking it. I don't know about Rashawn Gary. That's a whole other thing. I don't want to do that right now. I want to talk about college football. I have never been this excited to talk about college football on the show. I've never been this excited to talk about the Badgers. So let's do that. All right, let's shift to this. Let's. I, Grant Thomas Bills, have arrived as a college football fan and someone who wants to talk about college football. I was probably going to lead tonight's show with Badgers Gophers, except last night's Packers-Eagles game was like actually really interesting. I didn't expect it to be, so we started there. I might have led the show with Badgers Gophers. I had so much to say about that game let alone a brand new head coach, let alone the new coach being Luke Fickle instead of Jim Leonard. Our Wisconsin football program has a new head coach and it isn't Jim Leonard. How about that? Who could have seen that coming last Wednesday when we parted ways for the holiday? So Braylon Allen isn't happy. He's pissed. Nick Herbig is pissed, tweeted about it, made his opinion known in press conferences. Has anyone, uh, has anyone reached out to John Clay? How does he feel about this? What about, uh, as I tweeted earlier, what about Jeff Duckworth? What, what does he think about the move? Does he approve? Is, is he, Desmond Southward, is he, is he in on this? I just want to make sure. You know, we're all one big Badger family here. Well, what about uh, Steve? You know, class of 97, business administration, alumni. He lives in Cincinnati now. Yeah, is, can someone check with Steve? I just want to make sure all of you know, the, the Badger community makes their opinion heard on this. This isn't a group project, okay? I have no quarrel with Braylon Allen. I have no quarrel with Nick Herbig, except they played like dump on Saturday and lost Paul Bunyan's axe, which for the majority of my life has been in the possession of my team. And now that I'm kind of getting used to not having it, it's really starting to piss me off. Nick Herbig, Braylon Allen, every other person, every other Tom, Dick, and Harry who's played a snap of football for the Badgers. This is a mistake. This is a dark day for the program. Hey, this isn't a group project, okay? 
And the Wisconsin Badgers football team is not some mom and pop, small town, little football operation running out of this cute little brick building. This isn't a group project. And if it was, you know whose input I would care about least of all? The players on the team that spent the last month and a half losing to Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota at home, and a team that almost also lost to Nebraska, who is so bad. I thought Nebraska was going to blow it on Friday night. I couldn't look away from the screen. I swear, the, the worst offense I've ever watched, Iowa. They were like, yeah, 24 down, nothing. Nothing against a team like Nebraska. They'll come back and win this. And they almost did. If this was a group project, which it's not, I don't, I don't care what Nick Irving says. I don't care what Braylon Allen says. You guys lost Illinois, Iowa, and Minnesota. Those are three of your biggest conference rivals. You got tarred by Ohio State, which I get it. Ohio State's really good, but did you? why'd you guys even go to that game? Why'd you even go? Why'd you even get on the bus? Why'd you? What was that? You guys almost lost to Nebraska. If I cared about the input of 18, 19, 20-year-olds, which I don't, I would care about the input of these teenagers and these college kids the least. And I'm not anti-Nick Herbig. I'm not anti-any Badger that's chimed in on social media. I'm not anti these guys. Voice your opinion. That's what social media is about. But I don't care. Good on Chris McIntosh to make an awesome coaching hire, knowing people would be pissed. He had to know this would go over poorly. He had to. And he did it anyway. I really like Jim Leonard. I think he's an excellent coach. A lot of people seem to vouch for him. You know who's a really good coach? Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle took a team in the AAC to the Big 12, to the college football playoff. College football has been dying to get the Badgers into the college football playoff for the last six years. 2018, it's like, hey, here's the world's easiest schedule. A couple NFL players on your roster. Just just go out and win a Big Ten championship game. We won't even give you Ohio State. Here's Penn State. Go to town. We'll, We'll spot you a lead. We'll give you some defensive scores. No, couldn't do it. This guy's done it. Luke Fickle is an awesome coach. And if Jim Leonard was not a part of this equation, we'd be jumping for joy today. I am jumping for joy today, and my heart does hurt for Jim Leonard. But I still love this hire so much that I'm jumping for joy. Oh, this is a big mistake. A dark day for Badgers football. Okay. What were you again? Class of 2002, what did you major in? Oh, drinking? Thank you for your input. A valued member of Wisconsin Badger family. Sorry. My bad. I'm a little frustrated. UWL is building a new athletic complex up there on campus. They didn't even ask me. Should I tweet about it? I'm obviously involved. I'm a part of this. I'm part of the UWL Eagle family. Nick Herbig. You know, Braylon Allen, go ahead and transfer. Good luck at Michigan. Nick Herbig, you want to transfer? Go ahead. I'll take the guys coming from Cincinnati. They're pretty good. They turn out NFL players over there. I'll take those guys. Nick Herbig, you're an outstanding player. Where did it get us this year? Braylon Allen, really good running back. Where did it get us this year? Where'd it get us? Get smoked by Illinois. Embarrassed by Ohio. What was that Ohio State game? We just passed that off as a nothing. Did those guys drink three nights? Did they get any sleep? What was going on before that game? They showed up. It's like they didn't even try. You guys want to transfer? You want out of town? Okay. Okay. Good luck. That is your right. Luke Fickle is an awesome coach. And for everyone that's really bummed for Jim Leonard, I get it. We're going to talk about that a lot tonight. I see the phones ringing. I want to take calls. Luke Fickle is an awesome coach. He's focused on culture. Big culture guy. Big program building guy. He wants to get in there and work on a project and mold something and build something. And maybe that means in four or five years, he leaves Wisconsin. Oh, well. 
oh, well, that means he's done something great in Wisconsin. Paul Chris was a lifetime hire. How did that lifetime hire work out? We got some good years, and then it ended. So how would that be any different if Luke Fickle comes in here for five or six years, coaches, does a great job, or even four years, gets a great job, moves on? Well, that means Wisconsin has been made better in the progress or in the process. Culture, program building guy. He's exactly what Wisconsin wants. He just doesn't happen to have a Wisconsin connection. And yet he seems pretty excited to be here. Seems like a pretty good hire. We got any Badger tweets? We got any in the last? I just want to make sure we're, we're taking everyone's input on this. Like this is a group project. McIntosh is speaking right now. Looking at Zach Heilprin's tweets. Maybe we'll read some of those coming back. 608-796-2558. I'd love to talk to you about this. I haven't picked up the phone yet. I'm sorry not to be rude. I'll get to you next. We'll talk about this next. Jim Leonard, Luke Fickle, all the details to this. I really want to talk about this a lot tonight. I'm really excited. So taking your calls and texts, Twitter at Wisco Grant. We'll get into this more next. Wisco Sports Show back in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills, and I hope you had an outstanding Thanksgiving holiday. A lot of sports to watch. I even watched a little bit of college basketball. Badgers were hitting some shots. You know, maybe I was a little bit premature in my joking about Connor Asijan. Maybe I, maybe he can get buckets. Maybe, maybe he can bang a little bit. Okay, warmed up to that guy a bit. I, I, I swear, please, I hope Greg Gard or somebody knows Greg Gard. I hope somebody's listening in Madison. Please stop shooting step-back three-pointers in a tie game at the buzzer. You don't have to shoot three-point game winners. Take it to the cup. Take it to the tin. Drive. Make the defense react. Make the ref make a choice. Man, they really should have won that game against Kansas. And it's still a great game. Still very promising. We're still not talking about college basketball. I don't know why I brought this up. We're talking about the Badgers and their new coach who's speaking right now in the Champions Club at Camp Randall. I'm reading all the tweets. Luke Fickle, good-looking guy. This is exactly what Wisconsin wants. Somebody who wants to build a program, somebody who's really in love with the process of making something his own, building something, creating something, right? And if that means he builds something and leaves in four years, okay, you don't need to hire guys who coach here for 30 years, right? That's not really the direction college football is going in. And if the players don't like it, okay, thank you for your service. You were consummate Badgers. Wish you could have won us, you know, Paul Bunyan's axe, maybe. Maybe beat Iowa this year. Maybe beat Michigan State. They were begging to be beat. Uh, but thank you for your time. Go ahead. Go transfer somewhere else. Good luck. We'll take those really good players from Cincinnati, all those coaches. Yeah, those guys have been going to the NFL. Sauce Gardner, who's already, you know, like one of the best corners in the NFL, maybe the best corner in the NFL. Uh, we'll take players like that. You guys go ahead, go to Michigan, go wherever. We'll, you know, we'll take an injection of young talent from elsewhere. It's how college football works. I want to take as many calls in Texas as possible today. 608-796-2558. Corey and Marshall is here. Corey, sorry to make you wait. What's going on? That's all right. I was able to then mull over what I was going to say. You had a very apt uh, point you made. This is not a group project. Really? I like that comparison because I kind of have the same feeling. I had a good fortune over the weekend of actually going to the game on ball. Bad and good. I had a good friend of mine. He's got tickets up on that Champions Club. Ooh. And when you go in there, you can say, like, to your point, that this isn't, this isn't some mom-and-pop operation. When you walk through it, it's pretty, like, you're very taken aback by the, the amount of, like, professionalism that went into creating that space. Oh, yeah. For lack of a better term. 
and like the professionalism you feel. And I'm not saying that I don't want to make that sound like that Jim Leonard isn't that type of guy. What I am saying is that like the guys like Nick Herbig, your your point is well made. Yeah. Like every time Dick and Harry coming out of the work and saying this is the end times, I'm like. I know you were a part-time player on the team back in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. It's awesome you have an opinion. It's appreciated, but it feels a bit like... Have you ever seen Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross? No, but I feel like I should. That's oh. on me. You you would really love that movie. So there's a scene in there that's really stolen by Alan Baldwin. He's only in the movie for like five minutes. Okay. And basically he comes into this office and... Once you actually watch this, you'll get my comparison. Oh, it's always be closing that movie. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Keep so going. Like, Sorry, cut you off. I feel like some of these guys that he's talking to are like the players. Like Nick Herbig is like Ed Harris, where he's like, "Who's this guy?" And Jim McIntosh or <laughs> Jim McIntosh, Chris McIntosh is Alec Baldwin. He's like, "Leap you. That's yeah. who, I, who I am. That's my name." You see this? Go watch. This was more, you know, this gold watch is worth more than what you made last year. So, like, I don't want to hear what your opinion is. I don't know what's up with Nick Kerbig and some of these guys who think that they have the, you know, the sway to be able to come on social media and just completely bomb on everything. I get that it's a new age of players, you know, saying what's on their mind, and that's fine. But at the same time it's kind of like what you said like if you don't like it that's fine you can just move on to wherever you want to go to and absolutely see what happens there i'm excited i was taken aback i was surprised yesterday because we were all kind of led to believe that this was basically yeah jim leonard's job um i don't know what do you think you're you're more into college football now so (laughs) yeah i've had a good month i've had had a good month Yeah, yeah um Look, I can see why the players are frustrated from a from a personal standpoint with Jim Leonard because Jim Leonard was taken for a bit of a ride here. I think he was I think he was going to be the head coach, and I think the Badgers and look, this is part my feeling and part of what I've heard from guys who I work with. Zach Heilprin, Ben K. These guys are they're close to the program. I really trust what yep. they have to say, and I, I think I'm thinking along the same lines as them when I when I say this. I think the Badgers were going to be perfectly content with hiring Jim Leonard. I think they really like him, like him as a coach. But then they had an opportunity to get Luke Fickle, and they're like, well, we can't pass that up. And I guess, sorry, Jim Leonard is the casualty. And that stinks for him, but that doesn't mean that you pass up an opportunity to get a coach like Luke Fickle. Or it's like, hey, Luke, we'd love to have you, but you know, Braylon Allen, he, he's going to train you know, for if we I hire gotta, you. So. Before I let you go, Grant, I know you got to get to other calls. I want to kind of push back on that because they never took an interim coach name off of him. And interim. so this, this, this kind of feeling like, he got screwed over and he got messed over. I feel like that's a big coming from. We all like Jim Leonard as a personality. We like we have to, you have to separate out the personal from the professional. And I know that's kind of cold sounding, but that's what college football is now becoming, and that's yes. what professional football is. It's a little bit being professionalized in the sense that like you have to separate out the man from the job yeah. to an extent. And I like Jim Leonard as much as the next guy. I went to school at UW, loved watching him play there. At the same time, you have to look at this saying, look, he had a seven-game, uh, you know, prove-it schedule. They really didn't do much more. He was left with a really bad hand. I get that, but, like, he was. they're not going to be waiting around and just hoping and praying that he gets it right next year. That's kind of, it's a bit of a mishmash of points I made there, but that's, 
I, I want to kind of push back on that from a fan perspective that I don't know if he got screwed over necessarily. Yeah. I don't think it's, it leaves a bad taste in everybody's mouth, but I don't think that they like let him down a primrose path of saying, you for sure had this job no matter what, and then they yanked it away from him. Okay, so, I, I want to talk that's more my about two points. Yeah, yeah, I want to talk more about that, Corey. Hey, I appreciate you. Call back sometime. Yep. Thanks for the call. Yep, yep. take it easy. Yeah, yep. have a good night. The idea that they screwed him over, I think Corey makes a good point. He was always the interim. Maybe they let him down a path. Maybe they didn't. I think this is more a testament to how college football works than how the Badgers athletic department is shady or how they're, you know, leading people astray or, or, or you know, making false advertisements this way or that. This is how college football works, right? People hate how coaches leave early. That's the way the sport works. That that stinks. Leaving before bowl game, leaving your guys high and dry, that stinks. It stinks, but that's the way the sport works, right? Transferring all the time. Oh, that sucks. That's the way the sport works. So I think some of this decision-making from McIntosh and the athletic department, the timing of how this all has gone down, that's just the structural nature of college football. It's the parameters put forward by the sport. It's how they have to operate. And it stinks. And it stinks that Jim Leonard, I, I mean, I thought he was, we all thought he was getting the job. People who were way more plugged in with the Badgers thought he was getting the job. People were reporting Saturday night he was getting the job. But this is how college football works. You have an opportunity to, to go take a job. You go. And the aftermath is the aftermath. And that stinks. You have an opportunity to hire someone. Well, you deal with the aftermath. You go get the good coach. It's a very transactional sport, and there's a lot of uh, aftershock. There's a lot There's a lot that's left in the wake of these decisions, but that's how college football works. Let's take one more call before we take a break. 608-796-2558. Our guy Hector is in on Alaska. What's up, Hector? How's it going this Monday, Grant? Uh, I, I have life. I have juice. I have energy. We have great Packer game to talk about. Very entertaining. A lot of stories. The Badgers are just... They're doing things. I love this hire. I love the conversation around it. I just have a lot to say today. I'm doing well. I've been rather flabbergasted um, today by the outcry for Leonard, and I understand he's a good man, but he's not the right fit for that coaching job when you look into the future. The transfer portal is a real thing. The uh, Big Ten is only going to get bigger. You have all these other teams coming in that are going to be on a different level than what they've been. The Big Ten has been uh, with the Badgers, and this is the kind of coach that you want. Where, yeah, he's still a good guy, but he's about business, and he might not make sure that he's friends with every single person he crosses paths with. But look at his numbers. Look at the people that he ended up bringing to. Cincinnati. It's not like we're talking about Alabama or Ohio State or Michigan or anything like that. We're talking about Cincinnati, and he was doing amazing there. They were like four and eight for a couple years in a row. Then, you know, he comes in, he leads them to double-digit victories every single year that he's been there. Like, there's no fluke in his game. He knows what he's doing. I love it. I love it. Um, I also want to just chime the Packer bell of, you know, why not? Just put Rogers away for a little bit. What is he going to lose if if uh, Love does his job? You can ship him off if need be and get somebody back. If Rogers has to have surgery or decides he doesn't want to come back, Jordan Love is your guy. If he does terrible, then you get a high pick. It all seems like a win, 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 win. Just get your head out into the sunlight and uh, maybe make a good decision for once. That's all I got. I agree. Thank you, Hector. Also, yes. go blue. 
Also, gold blue. Wait, who are you? Who, which blue? For Michigan. Oh, Michigan. Oh, that was fun. As oh, you know. What a great game. Amazing game. Oh. Loved it. Um, then the next day, I was. I had a perfect Sunday game. Um, for because the Ravens played at noon, lost a heartbreaker. Yeah, was- the uh, Rams played at three, crushed, and then the Packers played Sunday night, lost. So it was a disappointing day yesterday, but man, that Saturday feeling is just cruising me right through this Monday. I agree with you, Hector, and I appreciate the call. We got to keep moving. Go blue. I didn't even mention Michigan, Ohio State. That was an awesome game. There's very few things anymore that unite us as a country. We're very divided. I don't know. Maybe you heard about this political divisions. Maybe this is news to you, but pretty divided country. Man, if the entire country just didn't gather around on Saturday morning to watch a great Michigan-Ohio State game. And I got to say, I'm just gutted for those Ohio State fans in Columbus that had to watch that. I'm gutted for Ryan Day. Gutted for those guys. I just, my heart hurts. <laughs> I don't even like Michigan that much either. I just It's fun to watch Ohio State lose. Couple of texts here that I'll read, and then we'll take a break. Josh and Menominee, totally agree with your Badgers football players' take. They came out critical about the Chris thing. Now coming out about Leonard. Win more games. Being mediocre is not the Badger standard. Love the higher. We should be winning the West every year and losing maybe one game a year. That's a high ceiling. We can talk about that next. Pete in Chippewa says, UWO football carries the athletic department in all our men's and women's sports. No brainer to hire Fickle over Leonard based on resumes. Pete, they do. That's not just a reality in Wisconsin, but a reality everywhere. However... Did you watch volleyball last week? I did. Another sport that was on that was really good. Just four straight Big Ten titles, casually. Watched the Nebraska game. They made Nebraska look pedestrian. Nebraska volleyball. They made them look pedestrian on, was that Thursday night? Friday night? Thursday? That was Friday night. Yep, Friday night. See, I remember things. Lou from Madison says, first off, in all caps as usual, let love play the rest of the year. Second, love the fickle hire. He was the right choice. Hope they keep Jim Leonard as DC. That's another thing. Everyone says that there's no chance Leonard is sticking around. I feel like there's a very small chance, but I feel like there's a chance. I don't know. Let's talk about that coming up next, too. And Vagabond John, who I hope calls at some point today, says, For the first time in a long time, I feel alive. I feel alive, too. Let's talk more about this Luke Fickle hire, what it means for the standard moving forward. I want to talk about that. And I want to talk about maybe what comes next for Jim Leonard, because... Maybe this is my naivete, uh, my badger casualness on display, but I I don't know. I feel like maybe there's a chance it sticks around as DC. We'll see. Let's talk about it. Coming up next, Wisco Sports Show back in five minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports show. My name is Grant Bills, and I wish tonight's show was three hours long, four hours long, five. Uh, I I do want to go home at some point, but I'm amped. I'm excited. I love talking about this Luke Fickle hire. At some point, I just want to bitch about Graham Mertz and what happened on Saturday night. <laughs> I could do an hour on that. I was excited to talk Badgers tonight before the Luke Fickle hire was announced yesterday. I'm even more juiced now. And I'd love to discuss with you. We've heard from Corey and Marshall. Heard from Hector on Alaska, 608-796-2558. At some point, I'm really hoping that we hear from David Minota. I want to hear him yell at these kids who are whining about the hire. And, oh, we've just been, we've been in the dark all year. We've been this and that. Man, I don't mean to be an old man, 
and I believe it was uh, was it Rock and Rick who texted in earlier? He's like, you've been hanging out with Dave, old man takes. Look, I do believe college football has gotten to a point where these kids, they just, they like wielding their power. Like in the other guys, hey, sorry about my wife. She's a big old broad and she likes to wield it. These kids, I, I swear. And look, they're worth a lot. They should be compensated for what they're worth. But within what, two, three minutes of Wisconsin announcing that they're going to hire Luke Fickle or they're not hiring Jim Leonard. We got one of their top recruits saying, oh, I'm, I'm decommitting, I'm out. It's like, dude, you're 17. Would you have to leave math class to tweet this? No, you're, you're right, though. you got to do what's best for you and yours. You don't know anything. Go to math class. Go Remember to, remember to plug your Chromebook in in between periods. So, turn, turn your phone ringer off. Make sure you ask to go to the bathroom. G-Dub tweets in. He says, thank you, Grant. I also think there's a small chance Jim Leonard stays as DC. They at least have to ask. Can't let one of the best just walk out of the building. This is what I'm wondering. Like, conventional wisdom would say, well, no, he's not going to stay. And I don't think he will. will. No, there's no way he stays. But what's Jim Leonard's deal? He turned down an NFL defensive coordinator job because he said he had unfinished business at Wisconsin. Am I so wrong? thinking that maybe Jim Leonard says, well, you had a chance to hire Luke Fickle. I I get it, man. I love Wisconsin. I don't want to stay. Again, 10% chance, but I feel like there's a chance until he shows that he is willing to go somewhere else. He's been all in on Wisconsin for the last couple of years. I don't know. I have to see him go somewhere else before I believe that he'll go somewhere else. I know that's a very naive take, but I kind of believe it. 608-796-2558. So to the phones. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hey, this is Luke from Fall Creek. Luke from Fall... I love Fall Creek. Chicken Chasers. Love Fall Creek. You bet, brother. What's going on, Luke? Um, So, I can't agree with you more. And for all the Badger fans that feel sorry for Jim Leonard, we don't owe him anything. He took the job. Well, Grant, let me ask you this. If you were bad as a radio host, what yeah. would happen? Uh, I would lose my job. I would not be a radio host. Okay. okay. So he didn't do a good job. I believe he went four and three. And what happens? You get let go. This Luke Fickle hire is exactly, exactly what Wisconsin needs. He will not take us just to the Big Ten championship game. I believe that he will get the recruits in here that we need to be part of the final four. Um, and I just, I don't understand. I mean, giving up 52 points to Ohio state, Jim Leonard, what, what's that about? I mean, losing to Iowa, losing to all these teams where we should just be wiping the floor. I just, I just don't get it. And then, you know, I know all these players are like, Oh, you know, I feel bad for Jim Leonard. I don't want a coach that's your best friend. I don't want a coach that's your friend. I want to. I want a coach out there that is a general okay. that will lead us to the promised land. And then my other question for you is: Why is Joe Barry still have a job, dude? Why I, is he not fired yet? I this goes this goes all the way to the vice president. This goes bigger than than Joe Barry himself. What I don't understand, and I said this back at four o'clock, is how this Packers team got embarrassed in front of the world in 2013 when they gave up 180 on the ground to Kaepernick, 120 on the ground to Gore. And they've been trying to fix it for 10 years. And not only have they not fixed it, Luke, they, they might be worse. They might be a worse run defense. They've shoveled a first round into this defense every year. They still have no clue how. 
that's bigger than Joe Barry. That, that, that's a that's a, a like a meaning of life question. I don't understand. I don't get it. Well, and then the other thing, I guess this isn't on Joe Barry. There were two things that I watched last night in last night's game. Kenny Clark is getting pushed around by a small center. Yes, I know his name is Kelsey, and he is a pro bowler. But it was every play. Yeah. And then the other one is uh, uh, A.J. Brown had that pass where he went up in the air. What was Jair Alexander doing? He, like, froze. He's watching. He didn't even go for the ball. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. This, this whole defense, this offseason, I'll try to trade anyone on this defense because this is – this is not a, a weak spot here and there. This is everyone. This is a culture. This is, you just, I, I feel like you got to go blank slate with this defense because the more they invest in this defense, the more disappointing they are. I, I don't get it, Luke. I don't know what to tell you, man, but I, I'm going to lose you. I'm going at a bad signal, so I uh, love the show. Keep coming. Wow, that is a self-aware. He was cutting out as he said that. All right, Luke, thanks for the call. Love Fall Creek. One of my best buddies is in the world from Fall uh one of my best buddies in the world is from Ball Creek, uh, and I've been there many a time. Just a half hour from anywhere. That's what we say about Fall Creek. It's like conveniently a half hour from everywhere. I get a friend on Lake Wissota. It's a half hour away. My parents live in Menominee. Half hour away. I've got buddies in Altoona. Half hour away. Fall Creek is a half hour from anywhere. You should put that on the billboard uh, if they have a billboard out front. Chicken chasers, maybe mural inside of the bar. <laughs> Let's take... One more call. I could talk about all of those things that Luke just said. I could talk about each of them for an hour. Uh, but I want to talk to you guys as much as possible today. Let's talk to Tom and Eau Claire. 608-796-2558. You're about a half hour from Fall Creek, Tom, wouldn't you say? Only about 10 minutes, actually. Oh, oh, even better. Oh, you lucky, lucky man. What's going on with you today, Tom? Well, I do want to say I am, I am grateful on this post-Thanksgiving time that the Badgers decided to look outside the box, look outside their their own DNA to find somebody different. Okay. Um, so I think that's a good thing. Agreed. On the downside, though, I I am definitely not a, a uh, an apologist for Joe Barry at all. But what I'm going to say is I have yet to see him out on the field. So if he's not the one that's trying to shoulder tackle or whiff at these people, it's, it's these overpriced guys that do not know the fundamentals of how to wrap a player up and tackle them. Yes. That's bottom line here. And, and I don't care who the coach is, if you can't get it through their heads that you can't shoulder tackle a 240-pound guy, you've got to put your arms around him and pull him to the ground. I'm sorry, no coach, you know, you just, you're never going to go anywhere. I feel and that's like, the I feel like, with Packers. yeah, I, Tom, I feel like these guys come into the Packers like, yeah, you're always loves to tackle. Kevin King loves to tackle. And then they get hurt once and they turn into a different player and they don't like tackling anymore. I, I feel like it's something the Packers are doing in the building where they take players in college who like to tackle, who like to hit, and then something with the culture, something just takes that away from these guys. And they get worse the longer they're in the NFL. They get worse at tackling. That was my favorite thing in high school, too, was to take a guy to the ground. I love hitting guys. I've never played football, but I just like, you know, you get a you get on a nice soft field of grass, you're next to a pool just hitting a dude and just rat lick. And these Packers players, I don't know what it is, Tom, they get worse at tackling, they get less physical the longer they're on the Packers and the longer they're in the league. I don't I don't get it. But I'm with you on Joe Barry. He's not the one out there missing tackles. I, I hear you. Yep. All right. Appreciate it. 
Thank you very much. That's uh, Tom in Eau Claire. Ten minutes from Fall Creek. That is the new point of reference for everything. It's like the international dateline of the 715 area code. How far are you from Fall Creek? Everyone's about a half hour, give or take. I think about a half hour from Fall Creek. I really hope my buddy from Fall Creek is is listening. 608-796-2558. If you want to call or text, let's get an update from Mike Clements. We'll talk more Badgers because I love this. We'll do it more coming up next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers lose to the Eagles, 40-33 at Lincoln Financial Field. Philadelphia jumped out to a 13-0 lead, led by Jalen Hurts, who rushed for 158 yards, the most ever in a game for an Eagles quarterback, surpassing Randall Cunningham, Michael Vick, and Donovan McNabb, Hurts, after the game. You know, I have a very deal of respect for those guys, the guys that have come before me, Randall, uh, Mike, McNabb, and... They don't even know how they've affected me, impacted me in my time here. And it's an understatement to say how much I appreciate them because I do. The Packers tied it up at 20 apiece, but Aaron Rodgers, playing with that fractured thumb, suffered a hit to his rib cage that's going to require an MRI today. That's ribs, and it was in the first half and then got kind of re-aggravated in the third quarter. Just having a hard time breathing. I was worried uh, about a punctured lung as well. Jordan Love took over in the fourth quarter and threw a 63-yard touchdown pass to rookie receiver Christian Watson, his sixth of the season, who showed off his speed. I take a lot of pride in my speed. I think that's a big part of my game. Um, so, you know, anytime I can create a little bit of separation uh, and, you know, just get that edge, um, obviously there's opportunity for big plays. But the Eagles took over and grinded out a 10-play drive that finished with a 54-yard field goal. Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni. When you have a kicker like Jake Elliott, you trust him to make those situations. Um, And he drilled it. We have so much faith in him. Jordan Love finished with two scoring drives in the final period and a quarterback rating of 146.8. Matt LaFleur. I'm not shocked, to be honest with you, that he went out there and and played well and showed great poise. uh, That we see it on a daily basis. Best. Packers coverage. Mike Clemens for three. We appreciate Mike. He'll be here tomorrow. We might talk about the Badgers until six bells tonight. Can you imagine? Me, Grant Thomas Bills. Look at how far I have come. Look at how far the show has come. We talk about the Badgers here and there. I am amped to talk Badgers football tonight. At some point this week, we should have Zach Heilprin. He said last week, I said, Zach, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. I'd love to have you next week to talk Badgers Gophers. I didn't expect this. Uh, (laughs) And uh, now we have a lot more to talk about. So at some point this week, we're going to talk with Zach. I'm looking forward to that. Look, I see the phone is ringing. Ben and McFarland tried to call. Ben, I'm sorry. Vagabond John, other than maybe David Monona, there's nobody more that I want to talk to than you today. I want to talk to you, John. Can you wait? Four minutes, because if I take your call now, we're only going to have like 90 seconds, and that would just stink. So, Vagabond John, if you're listening, please. And I can text you over our, our break when we got to get an update at the top of the hour. Coming up next, a couple things that we really haven't talked about yet. The standard for Wisconsin. I think that this is something that a lot of Badgers casuals get wrong. And I know this because I am uh, an occasional Badger casual. I've really been dialed in the last couple of weeks, but I, I kind of pick my spots. I see a lot of tweets, a lot of takes from radio hosts in positions like myself, just casuals, who are tweeting things about taking the Badgers to the next level. 
And that has always kind of put my antenna up. I've never really liked that expression because I think it's misleading and I think it warps the reality for this team. I'm not saying this Badgers team can't be very, very good. I'm not saying that they can't make the college football playoff and contend for a title. But the idea that the coach is, is needed to take the Badgers to the next level, mm, I just don't think that's the correct framing. And I see a lot of people say that. And I just think it's wrong. So I want to talk about that coming up next. I have a clip from my favorite podcast, my favorite podcast, Kenny and Heilprin, which they did an emergency episode yesterday. If you haven't listened to it yet, listen to it tonight before you go to bed once the show's over. It's great. I have a clip of Mr. Kenny echoing some of the same statements that I want to share coming up next. Pete uh, Nicholas Thamel, Harry Potter fans, uh, shout out. He just tweeted, sources, Luke Fickle's contract with Wisconsin is seven-year deal and an average of nearly $7.9 million per year. That is, uh, that's the, the reply from Matt Miller's. That's a lot of spotted cow. Yeah, it is. That's a lot of money. Chris McIntosh is throwing it on the table. I love it. I do. And he's been speaking, so I've been reading some of these quotes. Maybe I'll try to pick some of my favorite ones over the last half hour. I've been reading Zach's tweets. By the way, uh, a tweet here from, before we take a break, from Jake and Menominee. He says, I like the hire for the Badgers, but the last caller was wrong about Leonard's defense losing games to Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota. Those were on the offense being unable to sustain drives and turning the ball over. Fire Joe Barry, Jake from Menominee. Yeah, again, with the Jordan Love thing and with the Badgers, I don't know if we're talking about this enough. Uh, the offense that the Eagles maintained on the ground, 363 yards, third highest in franchise history, including playoffs. Been around for a while. 40 more yards than they gave up to Kaepernick and the Niners in 2013. Historically bad. I don't know Jordan Love is the story, but geez, cheese and rice. Let's take a break. Back in two minutes. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. I'm still not over this number. Luke Fickle's contract with Wisconsin, on average... Seven-year deal at an average of nearly $7.9 million. That's like, that's like Zach Heilpert money. I think that's how much we pay him. I think <laughs> that's only about what half of Bill Michaels is making every year. Peanuts. Peanuts in the grand scheme of things. No, Wisconsin, as Mr. Benzie Kenny tweets, at Benzie Kenny, Wisconsin is committed to winning. God, I love the last couple days. Stinks that Jim Leonard, you know, kind of got stiffed in this whole process. Luke Fickle's available. You got to hire him. West Virginia wanted him. Florida State wanted him. Baylor, Michigan State. All these programs have tried, come up short. Part of that is timing. I don't think he wanted to leave last year with his team in the spot that they were in. He didn't want to leave his team before a playoff game. Is that what Brian Kelly did? Am I misremembering that? Brian Kelly, you know, different level. Marcus Freeman coached. Notre Dame made the playoff. I can't remember. But I think a lot of things just came together at the right time for Wisconsin to get this guy. I think he maybe wanted to leave last year, but he didn't want to leave his guys before a playoff game, which I can respect. Now, this year, he's in a pretty good spot to leave with his team. They're not even in the conference championship in the AAC. He's already elevated them to the Big 12 next. 
probably looking for a new challenge. The timing is good for him to sneak out the door. I, I don't mean literally sneak, but to depart and go somewhere else. And the Badgers were there to capitalize. They just had to pay him. Jim Leonard was a casualty. I weirdly think Jim Leonard might still stick around. And I kind of feel like an idiot, like I'm naive saying that. So if you feel that way and you're like, no, 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 no. Here's how college football really works. I live in Madison and I can pre- please lecture me. But Jim Leonard seems a little bit friend-zoned by the Badgers. The Packers came off and he said, no, 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 no. My place is with the, with the, you know, with the Badgers. He seems just a little friend-zoned by the Badgers. Like, you can't quite quit him, even though they won't really embrace him as the head coach or accept him or hire him as the head coach. I feel like there's a chance he sticks around. Let's talk about it. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills, and I'd love to talk to all of you. Let's just talk about the Badgers until 6 o'clock. Let's do it. 608-796-2558. Vagabond John is here. What's up, John? I tell you what, the, uh, the boys in blue and yellow in Milwaukee would never would never get their fan base this excited. No, the boys in brew, you know, as we say. Uh, that's what they call them. That's right. I was just thinking about, you know, Grant's a pretty big baseball guy. Put it in terms. This would be like, I don't know, trading away Josh Hader and getting Shohei Itani back. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I just, for the for the Badger fans, that they're feeling set, first of all, I, I'll die on this hill. The, I mean, look, Jim Leonard took over the number one defense in the country the year prior to him being defensive coordinator. This year, they were the 30th best defense in the country. Like, from a numbers standpoint, mm-hmm. in years where he has to play a difficult schedule, the defense is very average. Very average. Hey, I, can I... I don't want to turn this into a gym. I don't want to dance in my grave, but... No, 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 no. I, I, and before I ask you the question that I have for you, I want to make that clear, too. I love the Luke Fickle hire. This is not anti-Jim Leonard. This is just, this is, we got an awesome coach and Jim Leonard happened to be the guy who was here before. Like, that's a tough spot. Can I ask you something? Badgers defense, over the years, and this goes, this predates Jim Leonard. I I think back to 2018 when they're in the Big Ten Championship against Purdue, or not Purdue, Penn State. It always seems to happen that teams try to come in, they try to establish the run. Wisconsin stones them at the line of scrimmage because that's really good at what they do and defense looks dominant. And then when the opposing offense decides to, let's just throw the ball on the field, all hell breaks loose. It happened. That's what happened with Trace McSorley and all those weapons in 2018. It's always what happened. It's what happened against Minnesota, John. And their quarterback is a true freshman. And the Gopher fans that I know, because I was hanging out with them for Thanksgiving, they're like, yeah, we don't have any wide receivers. Well, that's certainly not what it looked like. Why does this great Jim Leonard defense or great Badger defense, they just crumble whenever the ball is forced down the field on them? It's, I mean, you brought up Sauce Gardner earlier, right? I mean, yeah. Jim Leonard, what position did he play in the NFL? Defensive back. Yeah. Have we had a single four-star corner come to Wisconsin in the five years, six years he's been recruiting defensive backs? Answer, no. So for all the people out there that wanted Jim Leonard and uh, Scary Alvarez on Twitter, uh, if you guys don't know, I'm a red shit on Twitter. So if I come at you a little hot, I'm sorry. Usually not sober if I'm on Twitter. But... I mean, he, he came at me hard, and he goes, how could you possibly speak poorly of this man? I'm like, dude, because my senior season, I watched us get a huge lead, which, by the way, 2016, not yeah. 2018. Oh, you're uh, right. You're getting right. confused with you're me. You're right. Ohio Thank, State. You. Thank you. Uh, we had a huge lead, and we just got dunked on. And at that time, uh, Jim Leonard was the defensive backs coach, so yeah. it, the blood is still on his hand, True. you know, and that's where – he just, in big moments, he hasn't shown up. And this is a pretty big-time program. 
Now let's talk about Luke Fickle. He was, it's, it's kind of fun because they're identical clones where Luke Fickle, Ohio State guy, mm-hmm. they fired the guy before him and they said, let's make Luke Fickle the interim coach. This is 2012. And the end of the season came and they said, you know what, Luke, we love you. We want you to stay on as defensive coordinator. But this, this, I almost just swore. There's this, uh, there's this bad <laughs> dude named Urban Meyer who we're going to give a shot because we think he can take our program to the next level. Guess what? That worked out pretty well for him. Yeah. Luke Fickle stayed on as defensive coordinator, grew up as a coach. Obviously, he's an old man. He's like 50 now, whatever. But, like, he grew up in a, as, a, in, as a coach under Urban Meyer and then came out and dominated at Cincinnati, now has a premier program, you know, one of the top 30 programs for ranking's sake. Uh, and he's got the keys. And I just feel like Jim Leonard has the opportunity now in, in front of him to walk Luke Fickle's road. Jim Leonard's got 30 years of coaching ahead of him. Yeah. Is he really going to let, um, ooh, I'm five years into this. I deserve a, a top Big Ten program. I deserve the keys. If he feels that way, I mean, good riddance, right? Because the last thing I want is a coach that feels like he deserves something. Entitlement. Especially oh. as young and is inexperienced as he is. He's five years into coaching college football. Why do we think he's ready to be a head coach at Wisconsin? Nobody's been able to answer that, by the way. So, so back that's on where John, I'm at. Am I, I'm alive today. I mean, I, so, I, I see a tweet from Ben Wargle an hour ago, which I did not see up until this last break. But just vibes. I I hadn't read into this. I hadn't researched this. I'm like, well, I'm just looking at what we know. Why wouldn't Jim Leonard stay on as D.C. if Luke Fickle wanted him? Jim Leonard has shown zero interest in going anywhere else. I know it would be very – it would be a bizarre dynamic. Why wouldn't Jim Leonard want to stick around? I feel like he's friend-zoned by Wisconsin. Like, he's had other girls come call, and he's like, no, no, I got to – I'm trying. Like, I, I feel like it's not that nuts to think that he might just stay and be the D.C., so here's what I think about uh, Jim Leonard and why I think he was not quite ready for the job. Um, one of my buddies, civil engineer for a firm on the west side, right? Yeah. His firm was involved in building Jim Leonard's custom mansion on the north side of Madison. <laughs> this was, what, four years ago now? Yeah. So this dude builds a custom mansion on the north side, has very young kids. He doesn't, he doesn't want to up his family and leave Wisconsin. True. I, I think you're right. Grant, I think, you know, for being a casual, I think you nail it on the head where not everybody always wants to to, to uh, forfeit all of the things that they currently have in life for the next opportunity unless it falls to them. And at Wisconsin, it almost fell to them. There just happened to be, you know, what the national media called a top three potential hire available for Wisconsin. I mean, that's incredible. Do I think he should have got the job over, you know, some of the other names that were thrown out there? Yes. But, you know, he's not getting the job over Luke Fickle. And if he has the opportunity to stay on, maybe a little pay raise, huh? I don't know. We'll see. I, I just think he's got a good situation. Just let it ride, man. Earn a little bit more trust. Build it for a little longer. Who knows? Maybe the Fickle thing explodes in four years, and now you're the guy. But I don't know. That's just my take. Yeah. I'm with you. I Man, I'm loving tonight's show. Vagabond John, I got to let you go because I want to talk to other people, but I just, this is so fun. I'm a college football guy. I've been building momentum for the last month. I've been watching a lot of these games. I just love this hire. Last thing, Connor Asijan, I don't know if it's weird. I just want Wonder Bread to be his nickname <laughs> because his shot is sweet, yeah. and that would just be an 
uh, the most Wisconsin NIL deal ever. Like, let's get it. Let's make it happen. Anyway. Wonder bread. Just like in uh, Talladega Nights. Yeah, thank you, John, for the call. And thank you for correcting, by the way. For whatever reason, I assigned the Wisconsin-Penn State Big Ten Championship game to 2018. That was 2016. You are correct. Not the 2018 much better. It was gut-wrenching in a different way. But yeah, 2016, I just, these big moments. Other teams just decide, oh, let's just throw the ball. And it works. It worked for Minnesota. Minnesota was starting a true freshman quarterback, which is a whole different conversation. Why is it that Minnesota's true freshman quarterback without any good wide receivers can come in and just have a good passing night accidentally? Graham Mertz couldn't have a good passing night if one hit him in the face. Also, speaking of hitting Graham Mertz in the face, I've never seen a quarterback play with less physical intensity and run with less purpose than Graham Mertz and still manage to get nailed all the time. Like Justin Fields the last couple weeks, he took a beating, which is why he missed a game, right? He's beat up, his shoulders separate. He's been taking hits, but he's been dishing out hits and running with a purpose, running physically. Graham Mertz is out there jogging around, sliding before the first down line and still manage, manages to just get lit up. What is that dude's deal? I'm not. He could transfer. He's not playing another game for the bat. The Luke Fickle thing. Yes. Before the Luke Fickle news broke Saturday night, I was getting ready for the show. And I said, Graham Mertz can transfer. I, he can't play for me after Saturday. You had an entire second half at home. Advantageous conditions against a team that was begging you to beat them for a rivalry trophy for Paul Bunyan's axe. And you could do it. You can even put one drive together. You can put one drive together. I'm out. I'm out on you. It's been fun the last couple of years. Oh, maybe Graham Mertz will be a superstar. He won't be. But, you know, we've had worse quarterbacks. We've won with worse quarterbacks. I'm out. I'm out. Plus, I kind of think he Jake Cutler his way out of that game. I was looking on Twitter. Did he leave the stadium in a walking boot? Did, what, did we ever hear about his injury? I feel like he Jake Cutler his way out of that game. I'm, a, I'm frustrated about a lot of the Badgers. David Minona is here. Dave, you know, I'm glad you're here, first and foremost. <laughs> I, what I really want to do is complain about the younger generation today. Honest, I do. I want to complain about the younger generation and how these players have reacted to this year. And I just, it's been frustrating. And I feel like we're on the same wavelength there. Still there? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I'm there. Oh. You got me. Yeah. No, they only complain because uh, there's money out of their pockets. A couple, couple things. Uh, he's making a major, major, major mistake wanting to coach during that bowl game. I hope somebody pulls him aside and says, uh-uh, you can't do that. Fickle or because, Jim, Jim Leonard? No, um, Luke. I got you. I want to coach, coach the punters or coach somebody. No, he needs to not be on that sidelines because that will be a total chaos F up. Whoever is coaching that game, looking over their shoulder, and here you are trying to win a bowl game, and he, you got him on the sidelines. No, that's a major mistake. But you won't hear the media ask that because, you know, they're cowards and they're gutless. Okay. The other thing, yes, that people don't realize, people, he came to Cincinnati where all you need to get into school there is to know what letter the school starts with. There's a reason why Bob Huggins never, ever had a, a kid graduate from that school. You don't need but to be able to spell your first letter of your first name to get in. So people, be, you know, be careful. I mean, I like, I like to hire. It's, it, he, he, can, he can recruit. But, yes, he's also recruiting kids that, let's just face it, the majority of them are dumb and get into school because of Prop 48 and you, and you don't need the requirement to get it through the daddy. And now you're upgrading to one of the toughest schools in the country academically. Let's be careful, people. Third, finally, next year's schedule. I mean, 
people are known in Grant can win 11 games next year. And everybody's going to be Googling, going, getting excited, and getting a hard on, oh, my God, he's won 11 games because of the schedule. But, no, I mean, uh, I, I like the hire. Like Vagabond said, no, Jim Larry, he, as you know, I've said repeatedly, you can't give a guy the keys. Always people say that Jim Leonard earned it. No, he didn't earn it. So, yeah, so there's a couple of things for you, especially the, the culture. He said all the right things in his press conference. Mm-hmm. Everybody's excited. I'm excited, too. I, I, I like the guy who came from Ohio State. He went to Cincinnati, but people, you got to remember, I think Steve Jackson came here before you were born. Mm-hmm. He brought players in here that all flunked out. Same with Bill Cofield back in my days. Great recruiter, but he brought kids into the pro basketball program that couldn't handle the academics. Oh, okay. Well, here, remember, here, Dave. Well, let me ask you this. Maybe, yeah. Let's think about it this way. They're paying a ton. They're paying almost ten million per year. You know, give or take. Pete Thamel yep. tweeted out nine point seven. They're poning up for a coach. I think there must have been some promise about poning up for his assistants. I think that must have been part of this too. Yes. Who's to say? Who's to say that now they've gone away from Jim Leonard to Wisconsin guy? They're they're operating differently. Who's to say maybe they don't lower those academic standards a little bit? If this never going to happen, you don't think so? Never. Nope. Because Elvis has integrity. Megatosh has integrity, and that chancellor, she can't lower the standards because, man, she'll have an uproar. In, in, it's against all races in the minority community. Uh, ah, come on. Okay. I know you don't want to hear it, but, but he, she will. If you're going to let in athletes and you don't let in individuals who have better grades, this, it's never going to happen. They, okay. So that's the one thing. Am I naive to think that this is a huge school? What, what is – like – I, I guess I don't know how to word this. Okay, so you let one athlete in. Are, are you taking away a spot? You're telling me we can't, like, there's not one extra chair in a classroom. I, like, this is a huge school, and maybe this is just me who went to a smaller school. Like, are we really? Right. Is that I, really I a went problem? To uh, yeah, because, I mean, because under Gary Anderson, they wanted to lower the standards. They didn't do it. Stu Jackson, they wanted to lower the standards. They wouldn't do it. Alvarez, despite you know, his personality, did not, and would not, lower the academics. Donna Shalala, she would not lower the standards. This young lady, uh, Chancellor, people, it's not going to happen. So I want, you know, I, wanna, I'm, 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 I hope he does well. I hope he brings the recruits in. But let's see what type of uh, character and individual are coming into the school because every other coach who's come here in my last 30 years, national about players in, with lower, um, you know, lower academically challenged, and it's true. And I, I'm not a negative, but I want people to realize, yes, this is a short-term fix. I hope to hell it works. I might become a Badger football fan now. Hey, and I hope him. Hey, I hope him and his wife are going to be part of the community because Paul Crisp and his wife okay. could care less. That's I hope Luke now is part of the community. Okay, well, we can move past that. Speaking before I let you go, Dave, because I got to take a break. Uh, yeah. Wisconsin volleyball won another Big Ten title. What a team! What it speak your hometown of it. I mean, I'm just. I was watching those games with my parents last week. You want to talk about it? A yep. team that's actually getting it done. That team has hard. My mom game. is all. My mom's all excited, and I still to this day, I've asked this question: Why in the hell women's basketball is allowed to play in the Kohl Center? And you got a top, you got a top program. You know, a volleyball program moving to the Kohl Center. Now, I'll leave you with this. It wouldn't be a comment if I didn't say, okay, okay, Chris, he says he's looking for the future. He wants to bring the university into the future. Why the hell is Tony Granado still coaching <laughs> with 2,000 fans? Uh, thank you, Dave.
have an outstanding night. I thought you were going to make fun of me for watching volleyball. I was throwing some chum in the water there. Yeah, I think if it came down to uh, getting tackled by Jair Alexander or taking a spike to the face from Devin Robinson, I think I'd take the tackle from Jair Alexander. I think I would rather get hit by Jair than take one of those line drive volleyball spikes to the face. Devin Robinson, she was like a laser beam Thursday and Friday. We're watching games. It's like, Jesus, you give her an inch down the line. She's going to pound it straight into the board. Really fun team to watch. Well, let's talk more about football. Luke Fickle, let's talk about the standard. What does this mean for the program? Where do they go next? Eh, I think think a lot of bad takes, a lot of casual takes being thrown around out there today. I just want to intercede and speak some truth. We'll do that coming up next. It's the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Back in the swing of things. We have so much to talk about this week. This week's going to be awesome. Zach Heilprin's going to join us at some point between now and Friday. I got a clip that I actually want to play you from one of Zach's podcasts here in just a couple minutes, talking about the standard of the program and the level of competition moving forward. Got a text here from Ben and McFarland, 608-796-2558. He says, hey, Grant, two questions. With Wisconsin doing the very un-Wisconsin thing, firing Chris, do you see any Wisconsin coaches in the hot seat? Any other Wisconsin coaches? Uh, well, Matt LaFleur gave Joe Barry a ringing endorsement today. So, if he's not on the hot seat, nobody is. Um, so, I guess no. No would be my answer. I still don't. They gave up, was it Tom Silverstein tweeted today, I think the third most rushing yards in Packers franchise history, 363 yards. Third highest allowed in franchise history, including the playoffs, uh, with the next closest game being Colin Kaepernick's game, 2013. God, that sucked. Yeah. Yeah, so Joe Barry's not on the hot seat. Very good at his job. Uh, A lot of job security there. Number two question from Ben and McFarlane. Where will Graham Mertz be week one next year? Probably a Big 12 school. Go somewhere where offense is easier. I don't know. Somewhere not in Madison, and that has nothing to do with Luke Fickle. Get him out after Saturday. Thank you for your service, but uh, I've had enough. Thank you very much. Big Joe, 608-796-2558. What's up, Big Joe? What's up, Grant Bills? How you doing, buddy? I am uh, I'm doing good. I'm juiced to talk college football today, which normally I'm not, so I'm having a great time. Dude, I'm, I'm excited, man. Both my teams, obviously, I mean, Badgers didn't get a win this weekend, but I feel like getting Luke Fickle, that is a win, man. And, uh... Me being a USC Children's fan, they are going to be in the Pac-12 championship. And, yeah, I'm excited for that. And they're in the top four right now, so. Yeah. Are we, uh, are we, what are we expecting? Because I, I want to talk about the level of competition and what we expect from the Badgers moving forward. Big Joe, what do we expect from the Badgers under Luke Fickle moving forward? What's our standard? I just think it's one of those things. I didn't get on with Evo this morning, but I wanted to bring this up, so I'm glad I'm talking to you. But anyway, We've been under the same system for about 30 years now. Obviously, you know, you had Alvarez, and then you went and you had his assistant, you had Bielema, and you had Gary Anderson, and then you went away and went to Paul Chris. I like what all those guys did, but it's it's now it's the new college football. you got to go with flesh blood. I think Luke Fickle's going to do a lot of great things here for the Badgers. I would love to get Jimmy Leonard either back on the Badgers as the defensive coordinator, and if not, maybe they'll go get him in green, maybe because they need to – 
Fire Joe Barry. He stinks. He's no good. He's got awful. I, I, I feel ashamed to shit, to shit the same name as him. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about Well, no one, I'm not going to call him Big Joe Barry. The big title can be reserved for you, Big Joe. He He's probably like little or tiny Joe. I don't know. I don't think he can read, and that used to be a joke that I would say, and now I'm actually not sure. He was playing nickel and dime packages against a Philly team that can maul you in the running game. I feel like maybe more bodies up front, but no, go light. That's fine. That's, that's good strategy. Hey, Grant, you know how much I love the movie Major League. I had it with this nickel and dime stuff. Yeah, the nickel and dime with this Olay BS. There we go. Thanks, Big Joe. I want to talk about the standard, and I think you're right. Some fresh blood. Uh Hopefully some differences in the program. Let's lower some academic standards. Why not? Let's get out. Why Why not? I don't know. Dave is skeptical that they're going to do it. And I guess maybe, hey, I am naive in a lot of this. But sometimes being naive, sometimes you just see it for the way that it is. You know, I'm not stubborn. I, I've not been uh, stuck in my ways as a college football fan. Because I, you know, come and go with how much I'm interested in college football. Let's talk to uh, Dave's uh, much more polite neighbor, Marquette Pete, he's in Winona, 608-796-2558. What's up, Pete? Holy moly, how did you know it was me? Uh, because I'm on top of things, Pete, and I have caller ID. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, anyway, I yeah, I, I have to listen to Dave from Winona all week long because he's a gas bag, and, and, but, but, which is okay, but his stick is just really, you know... Uh, I, it's so repetitive, and and he's really abusive, and and you know, and and for a blind person to have this racial an- animosity, I don't understand that. Yeah, where does you that know? come from? I mean, he's filled with all these, he's filled with all these, you know, stereotypes. But then again, you know, I want to know. I mean, wh- what is what is the what is the reason why we have college athletics? Yeah, I, I you know, so I. If the person can read and write and, and brings money to the university, that's the same thing as a legacy. If somebody, you know, somebody's father is rich or mother is rich enough to give, you know, uh, $3 million, to, you know, to build a building, yeah. they let their dumb kids in. So I don't, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily a racial thing, but for him, it's all racial animus. You know, it's, it's, and, 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 but the thing is, it's not funny and he's not smart. I mean, he calls me a moron all the time, but you know, I could say he could look in the mirror, but then that wouldn't make any difference with him. I, um, I will, I I will go out on a limb and say that I, I, Dave just has a very, is a very abrupt delivery. I don't think he's racist. I just think he likes to push people. No, I think he is. Well, I think he is. Nobody else brings up that stuff, you know. And he talk and he talks about it all the time. And it's all all sorts of it's all kinds of stereotypes, you know, that that, that come out of people that that feel that way. I mean, you know, and I don't I don't think I I don't I don't think he'd deny it. I mean, you know, you try to you know push him off from that, but but he he, he revels in it. He think he thinks it's smart. He thinks it's funny. And, 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 and really, you know, when you, when it comes to sports, that's probably the, you know, the one area where there, there is some actually meritocracy, you know, given it doesn't make any difference what your skin color is, but you know, he's not having that either. I mean, and I, I don't get it because it doesn't sound like, I mean, yeah, he's physically handicapped, 
but or physically challenged. That's for the uh, PC police. But he's uh, he's just got all this animus in him, and nobody's ever done, you know like somebody somebody took his job from him or or whatever you know. And I mean, really, it's really offensive. Yeah, I mean, he um, yeah, his you know his political takes and stuff of that nature. We try to leave off the show. I was excited to hear what he had to say about the Badgers today because I figured he'd be fired up. He was actually much more tame than I thought he would be today. Okay, well, I have one thing to say. I mean, we've got Luke Fickle until uh, the people at Ohio State get tired of losing to Michigan. And then when they throw out uh, Ryan Day, then that will be his true destination job. So, you know, I, I... I, I hope he, he does something in the two or three years that he's got here. I don't I don't think Jim Leonard might have been a good coach, but I don't think he would have had time enough to turn it around because I pretty much think that the Badgers are at rock bottom. So I and I don't think uh, Leonard would have been able to turn it around. Although you know I and I also don't think he should stay on the staff because I think that he needs to go someplace, you know, maybe some smaller university to get head coaching experience. So Wait, that one fickle, yeah, one, no, bigger than that. No, like the Mac. <laughs> oh, okay. No, he, so that when fickle does leave for Ohio State, then, then Jim Leonard can come in and, you know, he's known, known how to build a staff, does, does recruiting, you know, faces the media, all that stuff. So that that's my my non-racial political take. <laughs> I appreciate that, Pete. As I said, uh, Pete is Dave's much more polite Monona neighbor. That's Mark up Pete in Monona, 608-796-2558. Hector in Alaska says, I'm all for lowering the academic standard. If you're a star on the field, you don't need to be smart. Has anyone heard of Robert Gronkowski? <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what? Let's take a break. And coming up next, we will talk about the standard of UW football moving forward. I didn't expect that from Pete. Uh, but once he got going, I didn't want to stand in the way. Yeah, firefighter guy got, I see your text. Yeah, he got going. I wasn't going to cut him off. Let's take a break. Wisco Sports Show back in five minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Show. My name is Grant Bills. We're going to maybe pause on the phone calls for a little bit. Although, Pete Monona has amassed quite a fan base in just the last 10 minutes. Especially on Twitter. Jared and DeForest. Jeremy and Scani. Some of the P1s saying, hey, where's this peak I've been all my life? Yeah, this is a beef that maybe the show's needed for a while. We don't have very many beefs between callers. We, you know, we get along. We coexist very nicely in this two-hour space. We don't have much arguing. Good to see a little animosity today. I love that. A little aggression. Talking about Luke Fickle being the new coach of the Wisconsin Badgers. I love it. And for all the players that don't like it, okay, well, guess what? There's a lot of great Division I football programs that I'm sure would love your services. Go join one. Go off. Go off. Hey, you hate Madison so much? You hate the new coach so much? All right. Go, go find a place and make it yours. We're all given that right by the transfer portal. And I'm happy for those guys. I hope they find success elsewhere. Luke Fickle says, strength of the program and recruiting department is the first thing he wants in place. Calls them the lifeblood of a program. 
I tripped over three different words while reading that very basic tweet. I'm going to try again. This from Zach Heilprin. Fickle says the strength program and the recruiting department is the first thing he wants in place. Calls them the lifeblood of a program. Good job, Grant. Thank you. Thank you. I got it. Uh, He was also talking about how the class of 2023 is his first priority, which is, I guess, a way of saying, well, if there's guys there that don't want to play for me, I can't twist their arm. Go ahead and and transfer. You'll be a coward. Go ahead and and transfer. I want to talk about the standard, the expectation moving forward for Wisconsin. Cincinnati, yes, made a college football playoff. Now they're going into the Big 12. Cincinnati had a nice little rise under Luke Fickle. And it's a program that really got serious about winning a lot of games and accomplished something that the Badgers have been dying for. Well, ever since it's been a thing we've wanted in the college football playoff. Back in the BCS with Russell Wilson, that's what we've been gunning for, and we just keep coming up short. So Luke Fickle is a guy who's taken a program and taken it to the space the Badgers want to go to. I saw so many tweets yesterday from casuals. Yeah, I said it. I'm throwing that word around today. Not about myself. See, so many tweets the last couple days about the next level, especially radio people. Radio people like me, you know, we're expected to have a a breadth of knowledge that is very wide. You know, a little bit about the Bucs, a little bit about the Badgers, a little bit about the Brewers, a little bit about the Packers, right? I don't cover one specific team. I'm not in Madison every day covering the Badgers. I'm not, you know, radio guys, we we have to foster, steward, if you will, conversation for a very wide uh, level about all of these teams. I'm not going to pretend like I'm the most knowledgeable person on the Badgers. I'm not. Um, But I think a lot of radio hosts are out there saying, I love this hire. It shows that they're serious about winning. And this is the guy. This is the guy to take them to the next level. I don't think there is a next level. I don't think there's some glass ceiling that we're going to break through. I, you know, think about Aaron Rodgers. There's no barrier of self-love, you know, that we need to cross through. No threshold we need to cross through. There's 2016 through 2018. That's the window that I look at and say, if we can just be that most of the time, it's probably not realistic to be that team all of the time for Wisconsin. But between 2016 and 2018, everything came together for the batters. They had the talent that came to play with a culture in place and the schedule aligned, right? Wisconsin has this culture. They had that foundation built. Paul Christ was really good at that. Then the talent came in, all those NFL guys, TJ Watt, Vince Beagle, others. I didn't write them all down. I don't need to, We could go back and look at the roster, but that's not my point. There were a lot of star players on those teams. Really, really good star players. They had the elite next level talent. That'll ebb and flow for a program like Wisconsin, but for 2016 to 2018, they had it. And that talent came in and played in an environment where the culture was set. The, 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 the program was in a good space. They had their own thing. It was well-established. You bring in the talent, and then the schedule aligned for them. That's the Badgers' next level that everyone's talking about. Where culture, talent, and schedule all align. That's where you get 2016 through 2018. And that's the best-case scenario for this team. And I think Luke Fickle's the guy to get them there more often than not. Again, you're not going to be able to do that every year. Talent ebbs and flows. The schedule will ebb and flow and how difficult it is. And it's certainly not going to get easier with USC coming into the conference. But I think Luke Fickle can get him there. And we can talk about that next Here's Ben Kenny and Zach Heilprin echoing that very sentiment on last night's Kenny and Heilprin. I agree with this. The term that has dr- driven me absolutely crazy, really since they fired Paul Christ, 
or maybe even last offseason. It is uh, he needs to get the Badgers to the next level. It's all this, oh, uh, Wisconsin has to get to the next level. They have to bring in a coach. They have to get over. Getting over the hump is different, actually. I retract that. Getting over the hump makes sense because you could say they need to get over the hump to objectively make a playoff, which they have not done. But when they say uh, they have to go bring them up to the level of the other great programs in the country, I don't like that saying. And I think it kind of creates a false expectation, maybe, of what Fickle could be. Like, my ceiling is if they can get Penn State talent, which is not Ohio State talent by any means, then maybe they could get up and contend for a Big Ten title. With the 12 team playoff, if the schedule breaks right, they could definitely get themselves in the playoff. But even with Luke Fickle, it could be a perfect tire. I don't think this program's contending for national titles. And maybe that's just me being a, a down realist about the sport. But that's just the way I see it. So the, he needs to get the, them to the next level thing is, I don't know, I, I disagree. I think he needs to get them back to the level they were at from 16 to 19. I mean, that's their playing ceiling for me. Agree. On all fronts. Outstanding take. And it's the way I felt, you know, we don't talk a lot of Badgers on this show, but people get bent out of shape when the Badgers lose or when they're not having their best season. Say, you know, is Paul Chris the guy that really take us to the next level? What is this next level that you speak of? The next level isn't Ohio State. It's not Michigan. They're not getting there. Maybe they can be Penn State, but Penn State, I feel like, is on not level footing right now with the Badgers. But over the last 10 years, I think Penn State has been very comparable. Their talent ebbs and flows. The difficulty of their schedule ebbs and flows. I think their culture, obviously, has ebbed and flowed, but I think James Franklin has now put something into place where when you bring in the talent and the schedule lines, you can really have some great years. And the Badgers did have some great years. Like I said, that 2016 to 2019 window, right? And then the tail end of Jack Cohen. Ben Kenny would also tell you that this Badgers era really started on the decline when Jack Cohen got hurt. There's no next level. There's no magical next level. I think Luke Fickle will provide two of the three necessary ingredients for the Badgers to be the best version of themselves. I think he's going to bring the culture. That's what he does. Right? Everything you read about Luke, he likes getting into places. He likes working on it. He likes having a project. He likes building something up. Right? He likes building. He likes molding something. We have a lot. Of, we have a lot of like in that way. Me and Luke Fickle, you know. I love to mold. Molding's my favorite. Molding. Love to mold. Big molding guy. But no, I think he wants to come in here, immerse himself in this program and what it is, and really build it up and be a part of it. I don't think he's looking for some quick fix. I don't think he's looking to bring in a bunch of mercenaries through the transfer portal. He's never been a big proponent of it. He just said it at his press conference. He wants to come in, build something up. That's going to bring the culture. That's going to bring the foundation. He's shown that he can get the talent. He was getting NFL talent. Cincinnati put nine guys into the NFL last year. He can get the NFL talent. And then based on the year, based on health, you just have to best take advantage of those opportunities when they're provided by the schedule, when other teams are down, when you don't have to play all the best teams and the hardest teams in your conference. Right? I, I think the Badgers are going to look like the best version of themselves. Like we've seen just a couple of years ago, Paul Christ had him there, couldn't sustain it, couldn't keep it going. The talent ebbed and flowed too much. The quarterback play ebbed and flowed too much. I don't think he ever started to lose his... Culture is foundation, although earlier this year, man, they folded against Ohio State. They folded against Illinois. I, I don't know. That didn't look like a team with the foundation. That didn't look like a team with the culture, despite what the players are saying. Oh, but Grant, you're not in the locker room. Yeah, you're right. Never mind. I'll shut up. I'm an idiot. 608 
Snappy Tom. Love this guy. It's like, I love the hire, but feel bad for Jim Leonard, although I think Fickle will be a better recruiter. Yeah, I think... How do I want to answer this? Paul Crist, for the last year or two that he was there, was really behind the eight ball from a recruiting standpoint because their recruiting department almost didn't exist. They would have recruits come visit. No one would talk to him on the sideline because they didn't know who they were. They have a high-level recruit coming from the state of Michigan or the state of Ohio or Indiana, and you get there, and nobody would talk to him. Nobody knew who they were because the recruiting department was that behind. So I don't know if it's that Paul Crist in someone's living room wasn't charismatic enough. I don't think they were organized. And hopefully Luke Fickle comes in and said, look, here's how we're going to do this. This, is not, this, ain't, this ain't it, Chief. This is not working. What we got going on in the recruiting department? We, we got to beef this up. These are rookie numbers. Got to bump these numbers up. Okay? So I, I agree with you from a recruiting perspective. I don't think it's because Paul Christ couldn't go into a living room and sell someone on the vision for Wisconsin. It was very obvious that he could. He made a really strong connection with those kids. They're all really upset when Paul Christ was fired. But it's not just about sitting down in a living room with someone and, you know, looking at a man's eye. Just get me in a room with him. No, it's not just about getting in a room with someone. It needs to be a little bit of organization here. This is not a mom and pop organization that we're running. This is the Wisconsin bleeping Badgers. A lot of money. You see that he flew in on a private jet? Pete Bukowski sure did. That became a thing on Twitter. <laughs> I almost, I, I respect the, the the bit with Pete. A private jet. Is that the best use of taxpayer money? Man, it's a booster. It's, it's my private jet, Pete. I'll fall on the sword. It's my Wisco Sports Show jet. I use it to travel around the state and visit different affiliates and, and attend games. <laughs> oh, my God. Pete, Pete Bukowski. We need to get Ebo and Pete Bukowski on a show together. I'd get a kick out of it. I'm going to go on Ebo's show tomorrow. Maybe I should have Pete, Pete uh, wire in on a third line. Get Ebo and Pete Bukowski on the same line. God. Is that the most used to taxpayer money? If you don't know what tweet I'm talking about, I'm sorry. 608-796-2558. If you have anything to add before the show wraps up, you can call and text on that number. I'm on Twitter at Wisco Grant. Final segment of the Wisco Sports Show next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers lose to the Eagles 40-33 to on Sunday night football. Philadelphia rushed for over 363 yards, the most in a single Eagles game since 1948. Eagles running back, Miles Sanders. We haven't played our best game yet this year, so that's, that's all we're trying to focus on doing each and every week is just play penalty-free, you know, mistake-free turnover free and really dominate the whole game. That's our goal each and every week. Down 13 to nothing. The Packers came back to tie it up later on before Aaron Rodgers had to leave with a rib injury that'll require an MRI today. Rodgers, who threw two picks, talked after the game. You know, we moved the football basically most of the night against a good defense. We only had like 40 or 50 plays or something. And they had over 70. So that was uh, obviously a big difference, but you know, we put up 33 points and battling against the number one seed. I think there's a lot to feel good about. Obviously, uh, defense is going to you know, not feel great about some of those things, and obviously I turned the ball over twice, but we uh, put ourselves in position. So Jordan Love stepped in, and with the game on the line for the first time in three years, finally got a chance to try to pull one out. Yeah, you know, especially in a game like this, like I said, my mindset was let's go win. You know, let's go make a comeback and go win. Don't let it be like uh, the backup saying the game's over, you know. Um, let's go try and win it. 
but the Packers defense could not get off the field. Keyshawn Nixon, who played nickel, did well on kick returns and says they never blinked against the 10-1 and Eagles. We ain't never bowed down. We ain't scared of nobody, you know. Just, just got to keep playing football. Hopefully end up on the win side, but tonight it didn't. So the Packers fall to 4-8. They head to Chicago to play the Bears. Will Aaron Rodgers be ready for that one? Matt LaFleur. This is one of the toughest dudes I've ever been around. I don't ever for one second question his toughness, his desire to be out there, his desire to compete. Matter of fact, he apologized to me, and I'm like, don't ever apologize to me. Like, I'll never question that. This guy is the ultimate competitor. Best Packers coverage. You know, say what you want about Aaron Rodgers, but you can never question his toughness. Uh, I almost tweeted that last night, but then I didn't because everyone else did. Just glad we all agree on that. Let's take one quick call from Eric on I-90 before we get out of here for the day. Eric, hello. What's up? Hey. How you doing, bud? I I do like what the Badgers did. I would say I'm a casual Badgers fan. Casual. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, um... This, uh, Jim Leonard. Is it Jim Leonard? Is he the guy that got rid of him? It is Jim. Well, they didn't get rid of him. They just didn't hire him. So now we got to see if he wants to stick around right. and, you know, hang around. Well, I don't feel bad for him. I mean, he's right. He's going to land on his feet. He's, he's in the club, right? He's in the club. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. He's in a good spot. Right. So. I mean, he's not. I mean, what did he get? Probably a couple mil to step in as interim head coach. Yeah, and he's got a nice big mansion. He's living in Madison. He loves Wisconsin. He's where he wants to be. I, there are worse things. It just stinks because it really seemed like he was going to get that job, and I think he really wanted it, and I'm bummed for him. But it's a brutal business, well, Eric. Said, geez, right? I mean, hey, but it's first out and goal on the five, and your team <laughs> goes back to the 40, right? Yeah. So you're obviously doing something wrong. I watched that. I watched that this weekend. Oh, good for you. Um, so, you know, um, I mean, and I think the Badgers standard for even the hardcore fan, if they make the Rose Bowl and they win a lot of games, yeah. that's good enough, right? That's that's the ticket. And I want to be really all we need. in our best years, I want to be knocking on the door of the college football playoff. I want to be fighting for it. I want to be competitive in a Big Ten championship game. I, Can't do that every year, though. I don't know if we're going to get there. I heard a rumor that this guy, this pick, I heard that. I heard that. Um it was a rumor. Um, but other than that, um, I guess we can't use those terms, can we? No. We, that wasn't racist. We, was no, we can't. I had to drop you. Why did you think that was okay to say on the air? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I thought that's what, what's his name said? Well, okay. It was a quote from something. I, yeah, that's from some, okay. Now I, yeah. Um, <laughs> Did you drop me? I did. I, I cut out that part, yes. My dump button, I think, is working today, okay. it looks like. Oh you see, now, this is, this is what I want to say to you, Grant. Okay. Is that Dave and Monona, and probably I'm guessing Dave is in my same age group, you know, born in the 60s. Uh-huh. Is that our terminology that we use growing up is far different and is in no way acceptable in these days. That was the point I was trying to make. Well, Like that term that I just used mm-hmm. yep. was widely used all the time. Yep. I mean, that was, my teachers called me that. Okay. Uh, so, I, I have to go. I have to go in like 40 seconds there. Can we pick this up tomorrow? 
We can pick it up tomorrow, Grant. I'm sorry. You're you good. Me. You're good. You're good. Have a good night. Yeah, Eric, what the hell? What is going on today? We got callers calling in and just fire from the hip. You're lucky, Eric, the show isn't any longer. I'd have another caller call in and yell at you about what you said. But I think my dump button worked today. So I think you're okay. We'll talk more about this tomorrow. Mike Clements will be here. Certainly more Badgers to talk to you. Can't wait. Talk to you at four.